Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I don't podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. This is Naz. Lauren. And Ashley. And happy Valentine's Day, guys. Tis Valentine's. Tis. So in <laughs> honor of it, we thought it'd be a good day to ask relationship questions to an expert, New York Times bestselling author, and Naz's therapist, <laughs> Dr. Mike Dow. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Mike. Valentine's Day. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for What's, having me back. Um, but you're also a psychotherapist. Yeah. Can you kind of explain yep. to everyone what your expertise is? And then we'll yeah. So, well, I do a lot of couples therapy. I am also a sex therapist. Uh, and I, I love talking about the brain. So I know the last time I was on, we talked a lot about brain chemistry and how that relates to uh, love. But I do a lot of just uh, couples therapy is one of my favorite things to do. I think, you know, love is universal. Relationships are universal. Not everyone has an anxiety disorder. Not everyone has OCD. Uh, you know, I treat a lot of those things, but everyone has relationship issues, right? So that's something that we can all relate to. Well and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, uh, everyone has that. Uh, when, when people find out I'm a couples therapist and a sex therapist, they always have that aside like, well, let me ask you that one that one question. Yeah. I, you know, I have that one thing going on with my boyfriend, right? Yeah. So, so I'm sure uh, we have a lot of great questions. People probably today. open up to you like they probably really get vulnerable quick uh i was at the soho house in miami and there was that soho house uh, by the way yes <laughs> and an a like we're talking an a list like one of the top 10 movie stars you have to tell us is it a woman it it's a woman it's a woman and she's young came you know Jennifer and I, I she's Margot she's a good Robin. one and she said i can't tell you who it is because it was, was margot robbie no, margot robbie's married she's fine it was <laughs> Jennifer she Lawrence. was okay. pretty okay. drunk okay. at this point and she's like dr mike and i just met her that night dr mike like, why do i when i get when i get drunk like why do i why do i always say yes to guys and have sex with them <laughs> i shouldn't do it right like and why why can't i why you know like uh sometimes i just feel bad for them and and this was like after 20 minutes so yes they they do they do open up to me that is wow. a very valid a point that she made too it's like when you're drunk you're like fine to make them happy and like, why know, do we do that and you know for to, uh, and she's a very and she's a sweet she was a sweet person and i think that her people pleasing was actually her personality trait that got her in trouble that she was so such a people pleaser to the nth degree that she actually felt bad Yes. You know, wow. it, it was yes. like, it, and I'm like, okay, if I was your therapist, we would be working on your people pleasing and right. you would rather like, if you felt mad towards a guy, like I'm sure she's like, she's saying yes to the date. So it's not like she's like going, you know, it's yeah. like, she's going on these dates and she's like, well, man, okay. I guess I'll like sort of hook up with him because I just feel bad. I used to totally right? be like that. I Did definitely you? got over yeah, it. I, I know never all understood. the time now. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even conceptualize why Lauren would say yes. Like how she would even feel peer pressure in that moment. Because then I think I would flip it on myself. I'm like, if some guy didn't want to have sex with me, then I'd feel really bad about myself. So then I just did it to make them feel good about their self. Well, do you guys have any questions for Dr. Mike before we jump into like listener questions? 
it's hard not to get, you know, personal. So our <laughs> listeners know. <laughs> I mean, our publishers know that we do get very personal. But I don't want to, like, throw anyone under the bus. All right. Well, maybe if something comes okay, up, we'll talk yes, about so it. But, up. yeah, he's just the best. Because every time I walk to his office, I'm like, I'm not going to cry this time. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to show him, like, I'm a strong woman. Like, Naz Perez, here I am. And then I walk in, and I'm like, Ugh! And, like, yeah. I probably owe you, like, 20 tissue boxes. Well, you know, but you know, I, I believe that there's something really strong about being able to show our vulnerability. And I think that there's, you know, paradoxically, it's the people who pretend to be strong who are the weakest. So, you know, I think you're I actually that. quite strong. I'm so strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm apparently yeah. Yeah. so strong. All right, All right guys, let's, let's jump in a question. question. So Amanda says, hi, why do guys send mixed signals? Why don't they just tell us if they're interested or not? And if they're not, why don't they just ghost us? Which doesn't make sense to me, but she says, <laughs> a, friend, a friend I like lives a few hours away. I was taking a road trip and he told me to stop by. When I actually said I would, he goes, oh, you don't have to. He's a breadcrumber sending me mixed signals, just enough to keep me interested. Do I drop it or do I continue to talk to him but put him aside in my mind knowing he's nothing more than a friend? Drop it. What do you think, uh, Dr. Yeah, Mike? I agree with you. This is a drop it situation. You know, there, there, was, there was that book that was uh, famous for a reason. He's just not that into you. And if, if, so, if a guy is a breadcrumber, you know, there are a lot of straight guys out there especially who they – Man, once you get to a certain point, like once you get to that first date, if they're not going to be like that into you, like, yes, I want to see you. I can't wait. What time are you going to arrive in town? I can't wait to take you out. And if he's saying things like, oh, you don't have to, yeah, no, not I good know. enough. No. You, know, like, you should and, be like, thank God you're coming. I'm so glad. Yes, a thousand percent. And, you know, flip the script. You know, I think a lot of people go into this like, what's why am, what's not good enough about me that he's not doing this? No, what's what's not good enough about, you know, what's wrong that, with him? Yeah. That's that's the question you should be asking. Right. You know, why why is he not ready? But, man, don't try to, like, make him ready. If he's, like, a scared little boy not ready for love, do not go into a relationship as the fixer because that's the other downfall. You know, right. it's like women, I think, especially have a need to fix. You know, I think it's hardwired in, in women's DNA, and it's, a, it's an amazing quality. It's what makes women fantastic at, at parenting. And, you know, I think women are, are better at, at, at many uh, phases of relationships, right? Um, but I think a lot of times women uh, can see men's weaknesses and just think, oh, I can fix him. Right. Don't. You know? Like well, little tweaks are okay, you, but. You can fix them like not in the love area department, but if they need like help like loving you back, that's a big problem, right? Like you can fix them in their careers or their finances can or their them? cleanliness. If, okay. <laughs> I, will, or, I, I don't I, know. Like if somebody's like a seven in those areas yeah. and you want to, and you want them to like be a nine. Sure. Okay. If somebody's like a one and you need them at a 10 and you know, and somebody's like a total slob and you think that, and like, you know, grooming is really important to you. Or if you are just somebody who, um, you know, you're really successful and you, and, so, and, and that's important to you. And this guy is making, like 10% of what you make and maybe that's just not a fit for you and you have to be honest with yourself you know is he going to make more money next year maybe but maybe or maybe that's not the guy for you right okay. yeah. yeah dr mike real quick before we go on to the second question i just want to hit amanda's first question which is why do guys send mixed signals i just want your answer to that question yeah. and what your thoughts are on that so question. why do guys send mixed signals i you know when you were talking about you crying, I think in a lot of ways women are a lot more, because of their vulnerability, I think they are a lot stronger and courageous in so, so, so many ways, you know? And I think that a lot of men are just, they're, 
you know, can I say, can yeah. I, do we, do you say whatever, whatever you want? Yeah. A lot of men are just pussies, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, it's hard to be crude. Uh, but if I was, you know, since uh, this is a podcast, so we talk like we're like drinking and right. like at a bar, yeah. right? So that's, 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 that's what I would say if I was like hanging out with my friends. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's being a pussy. Like that's what he's, that's what he is. Right. And, you know, a lot of guys just can't. And, and then a lot of guys, frankly, they do want to have their cake and eat it too. Yes. A thousand percent. I always that's feel like if there's say. mixed signals, it's like, I don't want to give this up yet. But, but I don't, don't want to dive it. deep in I, it. But I don't want it to. Like, yeah. they like you enough to keep breadcrumbing you, but not enough to, like, lock it down. Remember, you know, I think we talked about this last time I was here, but testosterone depresses oxytocin production. So oxytocin, the cuddling chemical, but also the, the, the chemical uh, animals that have high levels of oxytocin, they mate for life. Women have higher levels of oxytocin, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, testosterone, men have lots of testosterone, uh, you know... We have men, we, we have a little bit more, we have uh, a harder time, right? So men are obviously programmed because of sex hormones. You know, I'm not being sexist here. I'm just looking at this mm-hmm. from, a, from an evolutionary point this of view. This is science, guys. This yeah. is science. You know, the, guys' brains are hardwired, generally speaking, to want to procreate, right? To spread their seed. And so, yes, they have this, these animalistic brains. And if they can have their cake and eat it too, you know, I was watching... <laughs> summer house and like and i wanted to uh, there is that there is that young lady who was like trying so hard to move in with her boyfriend and he was like "Mm, i could maybe consider this and i was like oh she's trying so hard he just doesn't want it he's like like, why would you force someone to want you i just never really i guess i've done that well people really like him all right what's our our next question question, are we reading names here or nah i read the first name but maybe we shouldn't maybe let's not call Uh, the question what is it about our brains that make us want what we can't have so badly and the story she has is i have a friend who isn't a friend with benefits but also is definitely not my boyfriend He's a guy I really like who I go out for I go out with I go for drinks with slash watch movies with every now and then and we always end up having sex. She said he, he's not a friend. Yeah, it sounds like that. Sounds he keeps like breadcrumbing me. Dis, oops, I lost it. Disappearing and then coming back just before I decide to move on. Hold on. He keeps breadcrumbing me, disappearing, and then coming back just before I decide to move on. And I always go back because I'm so happy around him. I'm pretty positive. It will never turn anything serious, but why do I want it so bad? So the question is, why do we want something that we can't have that we can't have so badly? Yeah. So you know, in the, in the brain, first of all, when we when there's a little bit of danger, when we sense that there is something that we can't have, it, it does release a little bit of adrenaline, right? So it does create a little bit of uh, when you think you can't have something, then you get it. You know, it's sort of like you're you're in Vegas and and it's like, oh man, I just oh, I, I I I bet it all on on you know I put my money on seven red on the roulette, yeah, red twenty three, and oh my god. It came up I, and that was like my last hundred bucks and I got it, right? I can't believe I got it. So there, there are some brain chemicals that, that actually are at play there. Um, but we all, we all do that a little bit. We all want what we can't have. There is some of that grass is always greener thinking that when we have it, it becomes normal. And, you know, we see this in brain scans when people fall in love. When you first fall in love, there's more dopamine, more of an, uh, that upper. And then when you're in love and you're in a relationship for longer, then the dopamine goes down and serotonin, your main downer goes up. So you're happy but in a, in a more um, stable like way. stable, yeah, peaceful way. Uh, it's not as exciting. It's not as, as exhilarating. Um, so you do want what you can't have. You know, that's, you know, a lot of these like pop psychology things like reverse psychology, 
wanting what we can't have there there is an element of truth in them you know totally they, they 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 do come from somewhere you know somebody did read psych 101 books and and figure out that <laughs> yeah. like there is something in in the human condition um you know marketers have figured out like you know like um oh god you know like on qvc there's only three of these hair products yeah. left yes, oh my god reason. what if i can't have that hair product i have to have it yeah. oh my god i need it right and, and the same thing is happening <laughs> with mom. with guys right i swear that's how i got my boyfriend to like how I locked him in because I never sent one text like he always sent me the first text I would never text him first so that gave a little like chase you know a little fear yes a little fear I like it okay guys kind of excited about this because we have a new sponsor it is MeUndies I can't get enough of this underwear it's truly the only underwear I want to wear And I really think it's important to put on a good pair of underwear in the morning. It's key to owning your day. You know, there actually is nothing like like that feeling of fresh fresh underwear. Pair of underwear. And me undies. I'm not even kidding. Actually, feels like that every time you put them on. It feels fresh. Good underwear helps you feel confident, powerful, sexy, and ready to conquer the world as you should, ladies. MeUndies has tons of different colors and styles to fit whatever your preference is. Boy short, bikini thong, thongs for me. I have something I have for everyone. all of them. I had literally have <laughs> three briefs, three boy shorts, and three thongs. There's so many cute colors and styles to choose from. Solids, patterns, brights, colors, and even lace. One for every mood and every occasion. Once you feel MeUndies for yourself, you're going to love them. They're so comfortable and touchable. The quality is so high. The first time I got one of these, I got turned on to MeUndies because they had it in our swag bags on The Bachelor. And I was like, what are these underwear? Because they are the most comfortable I've ever touched in my life. They're breathable. No yeasties. No yeasties. (laughs) They're so amazing. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They guarantee that you will love your underwear or your money back. So to get 20% off free shipping and their 100% satisfaction guarantee... To get the best, softest underwear you'll ever own, go to MeUndies.com slash get it. That is G-E-T-I-T, MeUndies.com slash get it. This is a limited time offer, so what are you waiting for? Start wearing the best underwear of your life, and I mean it. It changed my life. It will change my cha-cha's life. And it's time to let MeUndies change yours. Go to MeUndies.com slash get it right now. You are welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, too. All right. On to our next question, Ashley. How do you reprogram your mind to not think the worst possible scenario? Oh, we Such all a good one. fucking know that. Whether it's in a relationship or just a life situation, any tips or tricks to start thinking positively instead? Fair which yeah. is so funny because I text you, which you never text me back, Dr. Mike. <laughs> I, but I know you were uh, You got to pay I, for that I, shit. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I know. I do. I usually no, do. you always text me back. I'm fucking with you. You were on <laughs> Rachel Ray, I think. But yeah, that's such a good one because I feel like I asked you the same thing. I, I think this is one of the most common common relationship questions it's 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 so hard not to go into that worst case scenario thinking um so you or know, just even in life right like how do you shut that voice off yeah so i think one of the most you know cognitive behavioral therapy tools 101 is really effective here you know i i like to get into the subconscious mind a little bit sometimes and and help people to really dip deep and really go back into a time in your life and look at all of the evidence from your own life imagine right now i wonder if you could just imagine all of the times that you have 
achieved things that you never thought you would. Just take three seconds right now. And isn't it incredible that I know that there are eight or nine or 17 or 726 things that you've achieved that maybe were difficult for you? Remember, there was that time when you couldn't spell very well, and now you can spell. Or maybe there was that time when you couldn't speak Spanish, and now you're fluent. And imagine all of those things. Just look at everything that you have achieved, whoever you are today, right now, and 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 look at look at how things worked out for you, right? So looking at the contrary evidence and looking at the concrete evidence that you have from your own life is a great way to shut that down. Yeah. Which you tell me too yeah. all the time because I'm always like, am I going to get this? Am I going to get this? And we've done this in hypnosis too, which yeah. I love yeah. because it really takes you to like a place where you see yourself. It's like an outer body experience. Like you're yeah. seeing like a different version of yourself that you like want to be, but you're like, oh, I'm that person. Yeah. What I always think is like, you, I was so hurt before and I felt so sick and like so depressed, but like I'm here now and I got through that. So I obviously can get through mm-hmm. an, not that's, another yeah, thing. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. Right? That's okay. It. That's interesting. So like, I know this person who recently had their heart broken and I think it's been four years since I really experienced like the depth of that sadness. So I've kind of recovered in a way where it's like, Oh, if my heart gets broken again, yeah. I'd rather love and lost than yeah. never have loved. Right. Right. But this person is so entrenched in like the 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 horror of heartbreak that they don't want to put their walls down yet and it's all it's their huge fear um being in a relationship now because they just keep thinking what if it ends that last i can't go through that pain again i can't yeah everyone's like i can't go through through that pain again again. yeah Mm -hmm. it's almost like they're shell-shocked you know it's almost a trauma when people are when are truly heartbroken it really is like they're coming back from war you know it's like every you know like when you look at like a world a world war ii vet you know when we were when we first started studying uh pt you know it used to have different names we used to call it literally shell-shocked um now of course it's called ptsd and we're looking at vets coming back from afghanistan but literally it's the same you know like there's love is a battlefield it's true because people come back from relationships and if their heart is truly broken just like a soldier reacts to every like that you know like a knock on the door Mm -hmm. and i'm jumping and i Mm -hmm. think you know what is that sound the same thing is true for people in relationships where it's like every first date you are already like a Mm -hmm. thousand steps ahead of what if i like this guy what if i fall in love and then what if he breaks my heart and then i'm going to be depressed again what if he doesn't text me back after this and i really like him and 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 yeah. you're holding back and it's like and you you're you're so far ahead and you can't live in the moment yeah. to such a degree that it's holding you back from having any experience in yeah. your life yeah. you know that's when therapy can be really helpful but it, i you know i almost sometimes treat people who come into my office with that problem like i'm treating somebody who has ptsd because in a lot of ways the treatment is the mm-hmm. same like wow. i have to help them reprocess a trauma wow you know wow. i really feel that one it, it's really interesting what's yeah. like one thing and i mean and you guys should be paying dr mike for this advice <laughs> <laughs> what's one thing real quick just to everyone listening because i feel like it did hit home for a lot of people that you can do like let's say you're on your way to that first date just to or, or like i even not even just the first date but like what if you find somebody you like and you've gone a couple dates to them and then now you're afraid of falling yeah i i use a mindfulness hack for that you know so i would say that one of the best ways to to prevent yourself from getting a thousand steps ahead of yourself is just to just stay in the present moment so like if you're on that third date just like as you're walking in the door like just feel yourself grabbing the door and then mm-hmm. see the candlelight mm-hmm. and then taste the wine and taste the food and and like ground yourself so that you are are like spending more time or at least 60% of the time, like enjoying the present moment, like 
right now. I am looking at the three of you, mm-hmm. and I am in front of a microphone. And if I didn't do that, and you know, when I'm doing like a talk show, I remember uh, the first time I did a national talk show, and I was so not in my body. I was so like, yeah, your what mind's am, going. Like, what am I going to say next? What am I going to yeah, say? Yeah, and you're so yeah, anxious. Yeah, and the same really thing is experience. true for for people who are in those We're on, on TV, those dates. Yeah. Yes. Like, what's my yeah. next question? But but you, as as you've been on TV more, aren't you more? in the moment mindful and oh, does yeah. that make you better when oh, you're not absolutely. anticipating and you're less nervous yeah. with the cameras around yeah, I remember the first couple times I was on live TV I was like I just said things and I have no idea what I said right. just blah, 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 there's so much adrenaline pumping and it's like you don't even realize what just happened yeah. but then after a while it just becomes like your new normal yeah. and you're more mindful and the same thing is the same thing is true for people going on dates who've been, you know, who ha- sort of have this shell-shocked, um, sort of broken-hearted relationship. Just stay in the present moment and remember that each person is there to teach you a lesson. Maybe this person is your new train. Maybe this person is not. But each relationship is here to teach you a reason. It's This person is here to teach you what you like about people, what you don't like about yeah, people. It's so true. Everyone's it's, a teacher. Maybe it's maybe it's practice. Maybe it's batting practice so that when you're when the pitcher uh, throws you your next home run, i.e. the man you're supposed to marry, yeah. you can hit it out of the park. But you need a little batting practice, you know? Yeah. And, it, and, and so there's so many reasons to just like – bring yourself back into the present that's moment. so funny because that's how i look at the last relationship but you helped me get through hey guys i need to stop this informative podcast to inform you about something else very special <laughs> to me what something else informative informative um it's about bioclarity i know that you guys know that i've been using this three-step acne skincare regimen for a long time to keep my skin acne free. It's been about a year now. BioClarity isn't like traditional acne treatments because it doesn't dry or irritate my skin like other products I've tried. I use the face wash twice a day and I also use their facial moisturizer as well. That's right. Acne isn't something that anyone should have to deal with. So I'm happy to say that BioClarity works wonders for all of us. Mm-hmm. It leaves you with happy, healthy skin. You love the moisturizer. Love the moisturizer. I love that there's no harsh chemicals and that it's also cruelty-free product too for us animal lovers. And you just cleanse, treat, and restore. It's that simple. Um, if you would like to have the fresh, clear skin, go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee but you need to enter our code which is get it g-e-t-i-t that is bioclarity.com and enter our code get it all right let's get back to the show okay so our next question says why hasn't my boyfriend been able to say i love you to anyone he's dated since his first girlfriend they've been broken up for seven years and she is now married with two kids he does claim he is a hundred percent over her and would never date her again no matter the circumstances I don't believe it. I mean, that's that's, whew, that's seven years without without saying I love you to somebody. But he he said it to her. That's that's a long time. That's a long time. And seven years. Wait, they haven't been together yet? for seven years. No, he, no, it's, t- been, it's been seven, seven years since his last. How long yeah. have they been together? I don't know. They didn't oh. say. Why hasn't my boyfriend been able to say I love you to anyone he's dated since his first girlfriend? I'd um, want to know okay. how long th- they've been dating. Yeah, so that it, would be yeah that's it, hard. If you know, and I'd also want to know, like, is he? Did he say I love you a lot to his parents? Does he say mm-hmm. I love you a lot? Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell a lot the way somebody talks to you know his his mom and his family 
family, like, does he say I love you to his dad? That's an interesting one because a, oh. a lot of guys will say I love you to their moms but not to their dad. Mm-hmm. And you can see how freely they say I love you based on their conversation with their dads, right? So, like, is I love you something that's like this, like, oh, that's, like, not said in our family? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, it, like, freaks me out to say I love you and I have to be with somebody for, like, three years before I say those words or is I love you something that I say freely like I would say to my best friend and I say to my mom and my dad and my grandma and my grandpa you know and and you know has he been in this relationship for six months and was he in that first relationship for three years you know there are a lot yeah, of variables that could go into that know right yeah now. I think it has more I think maybe to do with her who wrote us than the previous girlfriend could be but we don't know how but long i, we've I been like together. what you said that's like a good way of like keeping tabs is like how often do they say yeah. i love you this this next question's i love hey love the podcast i'm curious about dr dow's philosophy slash opinion on watching porn a relationship i don't really love for the guys to i date to watch it because i tend to self-compare does dr dow ha- find it beneficial or destructive it's just, we get this question all the time. Yeah, so it's yeah great I, to have I think it's here. a great question. You know, I think for some people, porn can bring a little bit of spice into a relationship. And when you're in a relationship for a long time, for many people, you know, if you're if you always has if you always have vanilla, and once in a while, after seven years, you want a little mint chocolate chip, and and you can, <laughs> and that's just part of what you do. And then that's cool. You know, there are some couples that would never watch porn together. There are some couples I treat that watch porn together frequently, and you know, it's so it's, it's case by case. You think? Oh yeah, it's definitely case by case. But is there like any stats or science behind it being like more destructive over like not? Or it's uh, really there, there's more research that suggests you know when we look at porn, uh, there are certainly research that looks at the types of porn. Um, and in some ways, I, I will say this, when we look at uh, people who watch porn and watch more porn and watch more destructive porn, like violent porn, and they start watching more and more porn by themselves, as opposed to people who uh, maybe are watching with their partner to like get the mood going or s- to set the mood or to like watch something and maybe incorporate something of that into their sex plate or get their fantasy life going. Um, you know, the, the former situation is associated with a, 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 you know, a bad sex life and the, and the latter situation is actually associated with a better one. Uh, we certainly know that people who watch a lot of porn and start to, you know, watch some really weird violent shit is, is, is they don't have good <laughs> relationships yeah. uh you know if you're watching like eight hours of porn a day you have a yeah. problem for sure do you sure. think it's cheating when people watch porn in a no. like if they're doing it a lot on their own um i think if you're doing it a lot on your own it can sometimes be a red flag um but not not always i think a lot of you know i think maybe not some you know when we look at the stats i mean it's usually men who are watching the porn usually not always um but you know i think i think most guys watch some porn yeah yeah and it's just like they just want to they just want to jizz to a fake girl clear their head apparently they just want to wake up and clear their head wait guys can you remind me unless we should just ask him now i have to get dr mike's take on the new female sex robots and do it ask now as we're on top what are your thoughts on this have you heard about these because we talked about in our last last week's episode yeah i just did an episode of dr oz about it (laughs) oh okay perfect wait what's talking to the expert Dr. Oz is really, really nice. I just love him. Yeah. I love him. I feel like he's my dad. He he's really cares. He really, every, you know, every message, every message he, he really wants his viewers to um, learn something, and he really wants his viewers to better their lives. 
I'll always remember on Oprah when he took all the organs out. It was the first time I saw like him. The ones that were healthy versus the healthy. Yeah. 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 Changed my life. So you yes. did a sex robot thing it. on <laughs> it, Dr. Ross. Yeah, we talked about, you know, he had he had me on and we were talking about the sex robots and, you know, he had the inventor of this new advanced sex robot and, you know, sort of this argument was, oh, isn't this great? You know, n- not my opinion, of mm-hmm. course, but uh, the opinion of this inventor or, you know, somebody associated who wrote an article, I forget whose opinion this was, but was, oh, we have all these violent sex offenders so now they can just like commit crimes against the robots and you know my view as this as a sex therapist was when i have listen i've I've treated this a lot and when somebody has violent fantasies my my take is just not oh let's just find something inanimate so that they can just like continue to to, like be (laughs) violent against (laughs) women and we just need to like create like a robot woman so that nobody's actually hurt that's not what i would want to do with that person Right, right? right i would want to figure out where that came from you know a lot of our love maps uh, do come from our childhood um when especially around puberty when our when our you know uh, our sexual function is coming online and whether we're whether it's unconscious and we don't remember or we're conscious of it you know sometimes people can develop fetishes around you know if you were like going through puberty and I don't know, there's like, you were like spent it at the lake. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe you don't really realize it, but maybe <laughs> you like water sports because like there was like so much like, you were just like at, at summer camp and there was just all these smells and maybe you don't have a conscious like, remember, like Wait, you don't remember. Wait, I have to ask, why did I get horny watching Jerry Springer? Did I ever tell you that? The first time I Mm-mm. ever remember being horny is at a neighbor's house. We're watching Jerry Springer and I was like, guys, I have a tingly feeling in my vagina. Were you hot for Jerry Springer? I don't know no, what I think the it was fuck the topic. it was. I think it was like people yelling. I don't, it's so weird. It kind of like some cartoons that used to turn me on for no reason. <laughs> well, cartoons are really erotic. I remember yeah, like, they yeah, that subliminal so messages. Oh my god, they're all like basically naked. Especially yeah. Disney ones. <laughs> they're all no, it wasn't naked. Disney ones that made me feel like that. It was really the off-brand ones. Uh, like Kissy Fur? Like Ren and Stimpy? No, not Kissy Fur. Ren and Stimpy had total sexual things. Ren and Stimpy things. had like, sexual things. Like we learned, I think, that there's messages in All Dogs Go to Heaven. All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh yeah, I watched that with you guys. I didn't feel horny. Right. I felt scared. I felt like um, sexually scared. <laughs> Wait, but Dr. Wright, my question was, do you think sex these female sex robots are going to make like women obsolete like do you no. think men are gonna okay no right. i mean i hope moving not. on and yeah just making sure and i don't think you'd want to be in a relationship with some guy who's spending fifty thousand dollars on a sex robot no like anyways. you have to be a creep to begin with yeah do you guys ever have a hard time finding the perfect fitting jeans that are also comfortable Like most people, I'm sure you do, right? Let me tell you about True Religion. I recently picked up an awesome pair of jeans from True Religion. I got myself a pair of classic super skinny jeans that I'm crazy about. And I love the styles that they have to offer. Ash, I love your jeans, and I think I may just have to steal them. They definitely are the most comfortable and flattering jeans on the market. Well, that's because True Religion believes that no matter what your body type or style, there's a true fit for you. So, are you ready to get the most perfect fitting, most comfortable, most flattering pair of jeans? Right now, True Religion is giving our listeners $50 off a pair of jeans when you use our code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, at checkout. So do what we did, go to trueReligion.com and enter our code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, for $50 off your first order. Go to trueReligion.com for complete details. I love these jeans and all of us. $50 is so crazy. I, know, I, I would I, really I, jump on this one, I guys. Know, it's actually nuts. I'm so surprised. Thank you, True Religion. Check it out, trueReligion.com. Tell us about Love at First Sight. So 
Love at First Sight does actually exist. You know, they've done research studies Damn. on people who who really say like, "I got weak in the knees the first time I saw this person." That's how it felt when um, I saw Big yeah. really? across the room. Remember that story? I could imagine. I was but, like him, yeah. and I literally. <laughs> anyway, keep going. And there are all these like old couples now who said like who've said like. I knew he was the one our first date. The first kiss was magical. And now we have like research and like researchers have been studying some of these people and, you know, they've been married for like their whole lives. So it's, it's like, there is something about our chemistry. You know, it's interesting. Birth control pills actually reverse, um, damn it. reverse, uh, our, our, so yeah, I heard that you shouldn't marry someone unless you've been off the pill with them. That's actually true wow wait what well yeah. dropping knowledge ashley i, I know. so wait, <laughs> cosmopolitan oh, wait. i'm literally getting off the pill right now well this is the second podcast that's anti-birth control well it's okay let me let me explain the part of your brain that that um what that affects so so basically you know our sense of smell um, is designed to to basically um, it's nature's form of protecting us against incest, basically. So you know, how, like when you grow up in a family and it's like your brother's sweat is like, oh my god, you stink. Yeah, it's like Lauren right? thinks gross. I smell bad. Well, it's because you're, well, you're related, you. right? So <laughs> that, that is nature's way. If you if you marry your cousin or your brother, uh, your immune systems are so similar that your offspring are going to have very weak immune systems and no. likely have defects and probably die. Got it. So, but that doesn't That's just happen in cousins and, and, and brothers and sisters. That happens in people who are unrelated. So nature has designed... Our, our sense of smell to be what attracts us to people, right? So if you're on birth control pills, it reverses that. Jesus so Christ. So the people who you are, <laughs> Here who, I am. like the smell yeah. you're attracted to, when you go off that pill, his smell may repulse you. Okay. And we there are studies that show that women who like have that like that animal attraction to like their husband's smell are more likely to stay in that marriage, less likely to cheat. So there's like, it's not just like some like BS. Like, like it's not a myth buster. It's, it's, it's like a it's like a real science. Like yeah. there is something to Fuck that. So like, great. I need to get off the pill. Have cystic acne. <laughs> See if my husband <laughs> likes me with cystic acne. And your, does her and smell change to him when no. she gets off of it, or just her smell? What she That's is, what she is smelling. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ashley, and I have to get off it and just have more fibroids and endometriosis <laughs> and not birth Great. children. But at least I'll be with my husband. <laughs> just kidding. I'm, so gonna, I'm literally getting just, an like, IUD. Now I'm tomorrow. going back through all of, like my first like smells with people and like realizing how much I love their smell mm-hmm. and taste and everything. Mm-hmm. And Lauren, it's like not because I find them physically attractive. It's just like, damn, you smell good. Yeah, Lauren, the animal you've been, magnetism. Like, killing it this whole. This is why Lauren had a boyfriend the whole time. And you and I were just having safe sex, single as fuck. Well, you weren't, but I was. (laughs) So before I read this question, Dr. Mike, we do... Have you seen Sex in the City? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know Mr. Big? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ashley and Lauren and I are obsessed with Sex in the City. So we did a Mr. Big segment where we had girls call in and tell us about their stories with their Mr. Big. And of course, as you know, some people end up with their bigs. They marry them. Some people don't end up with who they think their big is. So this question says... What is it about us that gives us a tendency to have a Mr. Big complex? Why do some people get hit by this so much harder than others? And how can we take steps to overcome that unrequited love once we realize it's never going to happen? Yeah. 
I think if you are that Carrie and you have that Mr. Big fantasy, I think you have to let it go. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. We're all like cringing. I like wasn't ready for that. I know. But we like so believe in the Mr. Because we, he would have committed if you really liked I, you, right? You know, like I, yeah. I, listen, I I love me some Sex and City. I've seen every episode of that. But when when he married that that oh, other Natasha, Natasha and she was still around and it'd been years. Like, listen, if he, if he was like a Mr. Big for like a year, I get it. Great. But when he's like Mr. Big for like eight years, like we're going on like season, what, like six of the show mm-hmm. and yeah. he's still not committing to you. Uh-uh. No, cut and run from Mr. Big. Let's right? He's just about, not that into you. Like he was with Natasha and he was sleeping with Carrie. So like, isn't Carrie worried that she's going to get cheated on? Like, I would be like, like what? absolutely. I've always, think about that. I've always had that question is like, I, can Should I totally disregard that she was the other woman for a while? Wait, I wanted to ask you, this is my personal question, but based off questions, we get a lot in emails that we've never answered. And it's people that are in affairs or that have a friend that's in an affair and they don't know what to do with their friend because it's like if you're cheating with someone, don't you feel like you'd be getting cheated on? What are your thoughts of, on it? Of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, listen, I this is life, so things happen. Um but I think we also have to be honest with ourselves. If something if somebody is willing to cheat with with you, is that person slightly at least more likely to cheat on you and not be honest and and ha- if that person is like over their significant other and was not willing to be honest with that person is that person slightly more likely to be that kind of person with you well yeah. sure of course yeah. when i was the other woman in a very long-term relationship mm-hmm. i'll just put it out there i always thought that like oh he's doing this to me because i'm better than her and i'm like the better woman mm-hmm. and like i'm better looking and all this stuff we so always that's feel what like it's real feel love better. with me i was like oh yeah i'm different i must be better than her he won't do this again and then what happened and then i he wouldn't leave her so i just left him well good yeah it took fucking a long time two but years. good um this girl had a follow- well, two y- two years you were the other woman yeah and he he's never still and he with never this left girl. i think he's still with her it's wow. been like five years did, did she ever, and she never found out Mm. I don't know. I'm sure he's done it a million times since me, so we'll yeah. see. I don't know. Yeah. We think she probably has an inkling, but that she, she, she has never wanted to deal with it. Yeah. One of those yeah. situations. Bye, yeah. con Dios. All right. I'm the type of person who's all about my relationship, commitment, and marriage up until the moment I feel proposal or next step Whoa, about to this happen. Is interesting. At which point, this is the same girl, by the way, at which point I get out of the relationship pretty quickly. My emotions towards a person relationship are very all or nothing. Is this a sign that I haven't met the right guy or is this something that could cause me to miss out on the right guy? Hmm, yes, this, I love y'all. I mean, this this could be either, you know? I wonder how, does, does it say how old she is? No. I mean, listen, if this is like a 24-year-old, yeah, maybe she's just not ready. And maybe she should be playing the field. And maybe, you know, I always say feelings are information. And maybe her feelings are telling her she's just not ready. And she shouldn't settle down yet. Um, If she's like 38 and she wants to have children and she's still freaking out every time... Maybe it's not the guy. Maybe it. Maybe yeah. it is you. Maybe right. you Run do just bride. have issues, yeah. and maybe you do have unresolved childhood issues. You know. So, so I, I, I think you it should would, go to therapy for. That you should go to therapy for. Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill patio sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Um, another question. Hey, I've been with the same guy for literally 10 years. Oh, I'm not no. even kidding. We aren't married and don't even live together. He lives 10 minutes from me and I con- I'm constantly at his house. We spend holidays together, family functions, make plans, vacations, everything a married couple does. But we're not. Should how, I, I live by the how old she was. Yeah, I don't know. Should I live by the, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Or should I demand our relationship step it up? It's almost embarrassing at this point because people are like, I don't, people I don't even know are like, are y'all living together or not? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if you, if she, if this person wants more, did she, did she say how long it's been? Mm-mm. No. Oh well, I mean, they've been together for ten years, but we don't know how old she is. I mean, we should have asked everyone for their age. Sorry, Doctor Mike. It's you know, I think at a certain point you have to draw the line in the sand. Um, but listen, I have also worked with. If this is like a, there are also some people who are. This is the real world, and if you're living in arkansas and you're 48 with three kids and you're living in a small town and you may lose this guy and you know that there's a small chance you're gonna meet anyone nearly as Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like this or nothing you know i know people who've chosen to stay and and i will respect their decisions like what about goldie hahn and kurt Mm-hmm. Right, I feel like if she doesn't mind it, I, I think she's more worried about the judgment of other people. Yeah, at this it point. sounds like Maybe. her friends are like it's. She says it's embarrassing for her, but yeah, what do you think about Goldie and Kurt and like things I, like I that? I love I love Goldie and Kurt. You know, I think I think we all but they have live together. To just, they don't live together. Oh yeah, very true. Yeah, you know, I mean, Lauren. living together is well, but again, I think again, we are now putting our expectations on them and i think the most important question for all of us is to look inside ourselves and ask ourselves like what do i really want not what does my mom want for me what does my dad want for me what does culture society want for me like what do i want for me and then answer that question for yourself yeah absolutely wonderful hey ladies and dr mike please help what does this mean when your ex-boyfriend, your big, of five years, texts you at 1.15 in the morning asking you something? Then he replied in the morning saying he was drunk and didn't remember. I called him out and said, do you actually not remember or you just don't want to say it now? Um, he replied with both. What was I like when we dated, in your opinion? I know that you really cared for me and I for you, but I feel like I could have done better. Help. Does this mean I've been overanalyzing? Um, it's been five years since we dated. Am I reading too much into this? I still have crazy feelings for him. Oof. That's Wait, a what lot. What did he say? Okay, basically, so, yeah. basically, he, it's a guy that texts her. Right texted here. drunk at like one fifteen in the morning. He said, yes, um, I just, I did want to actually text you. Was I good to you in this relationship? Oh, okay. Um, I know we both really cared for each other. Does this mean that I guess he's interested in jumping okay. back into things? No. 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 It was she was just drunk. It's alcohol. You know, listen, did he care a lot for you? Yeah, but like, you know, don't take crumbs when you deserve a whole cake. Maybe a, you that's know? amazing. Oh, that's I'm going to write that down. Write that down. Isn't he the best? Okay. 
The guy I've been dating is not one to show too much affection on text message, but when I'm with him, he's super sweet and all and treats me well. But I get the impression that he doesn't really open up and share his feelings with me. I know we live in a technology-based society, but sometimes how girls act on text is completely different than how guys do. Why is that so? I think we all have our communication methods. You know, some people are texters, some people are callers, some people are better in person. And as long as, listen, it doesn't matter how somebody is affectionate, as long as he is communicating. And I'd rather somebody be affectionate in person anyways. So it doesn't really matter how he's texting, as long as he is in person communicating and sharing his intimate emotion and as long as you know that right dr mike because you know in my last relationship i like wanted to text all the time so then can you give us some insight on like like should if you're a person like me that wants to text all the time is that just an underlying issue right with me it can be probably from a past experience probably from past experiences Uh, it can be your family history it can be your genetic your genetics, right? So, like, let's say if you have a um, a family history of like a, a low, you know, just like a mild anxiety disorder, right? So, let's say your serotonin is just like a little bit low. So, you have a little bit of anxiety, and maybe let's say I'm not talking about you. Let's, let's say like this is me and Lauren. Let's say let's say your father like had like obviously not you. I'm a double Like <laughs> your father like it's left. Our family. And, oh, no. and your father you, no. let's say you also have a family history like your father your father left and abandoned you, right? Right. Um, and then you had a first boyfriend who abandoned you so now you have genetics at inter, you know intersecting with um your experience and now you're texting all the time uh and and so i think we also have to be a little bit mindful of we have to know who we are and we have to know where our feelings are coming from and we have to be aware of our awareness enough that we can like mm-hmm. stop and just like, because we have just because we have a thought in our brains like i should text him back doesn't mean we have to act on it right so our thoughts and our feelings one and two and then Three are actions. Yeah. So let's let's sometimes put the brakes on thoughts and feelings and let it stop there and draw a line between thoughts and feelings and like actions. Yeah. And like take – if you think something is crazy and you have the thought, is this a crazy text to send? Just stop for 10 <laughs> seconds. Send it to your friend. Double check. Double check. I always send it to Lauren. Just wait. And then if you really still want to send it, then send it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because listen – there's that great book like what's your love language and you know some people we have the copies it's some people (laughs) express love with their with their some people are not great with words but they express their love with the time they spend to you some people express their love uh verbally uh or with with gifts some people you know but i think there we should have like a what's your love like um, electronic Lame. message like, oh. are you like a, uh, wait like dr a- mike you should make that quiz and then we'll put it up all right yeah. cool wait like, but what's funny is what you're saying is you and you used to tell me this and that helped me a lot is whatever um <laughs> is whatever your thought is it doesn't mean it's fact right Feelings aren't facts. They're exactly. Infor- they're information. That's what you would say to me. And Lauren, that helped me yep. so much because I just want to say this. Because just because you're feeling something, guys, doesn't mean it's true. Right. And I so often back in the day before you helped me would be like, oh, so this is – he doesn't like me. This is what it means. And it's like that's not true. Right. So feelings aren't facts. Anyways. Yep. So good. That helps. Yeah. So many words of wisdom here. Yeah. So good. Do we have any more questions? Hold on. Okay, next question is, my question is, 
when is the right time or is there a right time to tell your boyfriend you love them? I've been in a relationship for three years, almost four. I know I love him, but we really haven't said it to each other yet. We say it in different ways, but we know we love each other. It's just waiting for him to say it first because I'm traditional. How long is it? Three to four years. Girl, it's time. <laughs> just it's blurt time. it out. Write it on a, the window or it's something. It's time. It is time. Say it during sex. I, no, can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe how people have such an issue saying I love you. It, I, mean, I would be scared to say it first. childhood probably, right? Oh, no, but Ash, yeah. I would be scared to say it first. I don't right. think she has an issue. I think she's scared saying it yeah. before he does. But I'm why sure hasn't he some point, you, Lord, Naz, you and I at some point would be like, um, <laughs> do you love me or not? Yeah. <laughs> can you even say it? Can you just say it? Like, I'd we would literally at the worst like time I probably yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be like in the middle of church or something. Yeah. So do you love me? I need to know before we go to dinner. Anyway. Absolutely. What do you think, Dr. Mike? When do you say I love you? You know, I, I think you should wait for the moment, but the moment should not be three to four years in a relationship. Correct. It should be way before Is there that. like a normal time where people usually start to feel those love feelings and want to say it? Yeah. I, you know, I think some people say I love you when they are having the experience of falling in love. And then I think some people wait to, you know, like looking again, going back to those brain scans, like some people say I love you when they feel the dopamine spiking, which is like in the first three months. Mm-hmm. And some people wait until they feel the other brain chemical and the, and the, and they know that the other brain chemical is going to come in the serotonin and they're going to feel stable. Um, and those people will wait, um, to like you know six months to a year or sometimes more than a year because they and and your personality type has something to do with that like if you're a sensation seeker you love the thrill so you're the kind of person you want to fall like head over heels in the month and you want to like spend every day together and you want to be like i love you like first like two weeks and you're like you know like you're that kind of person right but other people like you know they're like their personality types are more sort of like this the steady they want like to build a life that's really traditional and sort of a little bit more quiet there they may wait like they may wait like nine months see for me if i was like oh let's keep waiting oh let's keep waiting that would be a sign to me that i didn't really like him but you would say it first no exactly but i bet i I wouldn't want him to say it but i bet you're also a sensation seeker in your life I don't know. I, think she's I love not. food. Absolutely. I love food. Actually, you're a sensation seeker. I don't know. I guess maybe she likes attention and that is also that. Oh, yeah. The way we are with food, sensation attention. Sensation seeker is like a story. Right? You, like, yeah, and it, and it's the way you process dopamine, right? Mm. So dopamine, we release dopamine when we gamble, when we eat, when we have sex, when we're in relationships, when we're meeting people. You know, we, we can tell the way we are when we're on camera, right? All the uppers. Mm-hmm. Sensation seekers run towards those experiences. You, would, I mean, honestly, it's not a hard guess for me to make because you're on camera a yeah. lot. Sensation seekers love those experiences. And if you weren't that personality type, you would never be doing what you're doing. That's what right. I'm saying. Lauren okay. is, like, not interesting. But um, what's I used too to late? Be, I used it all up, I think. <laughs> what's too late to say i love you like what after like a year mark i i think i think within a, i think a year is a good solid mark i think six months nine months a year i think all of you know sometimes three months even i think anything in there year year and a half i think anything in that in that time frame is is healthy i mean listen we're all human beings we are like snowflakes like if you came from a family and, and you never said i love you and you've only said i love you to one person it's gonna take you a little bit longer if you know and some people are totally different so it does mean different things to different people i mean when i was doing therapy with juan pablo the bachelor mm-hmm. living in a house with him for six weeks for vh1 um you know he would not he would not say oh god what was the thing it's like okay. he would he would say I really take like care you. he would say something in spanish that didn't mean 
I like the translation was he wouldn't say I yes te quiero but so he wouldn't like, um, it's like I really like you yes but pero he, te amo is I yes, love you that that was it te so quiero. he yes <laughs> thank you for that you're welcome um, and the whole thing the whole thing in the relationship he won't say I love you he's like but I say te quiero <laughs> and it was like and she's wow. like and. Surprise, surprise, they're not right. together anymore. Yeah. Right. But Juan Pablo is happily uh, He's like. married now. <laughs> All right, last question. Okay. Hi, ladies. My situation is very complicated, but to make it short, my best friend, who is a guy, and I hooked up a few years ago, but it never, it never turned into anything more than just a friendship. Now he started dating a new girl who's very nice, but she has a baby, and it makes me feel really weird thinking of him playing dad to someone else's kid. Of course, I love him as a friend, but I'm wondering if it's more because of how jealous and worried I feel. Am I attached to him on a psychological level because of the hookups, or is this something deeper? I've always felt like I'm, com- I'm always feeling like I'm competing for him, even though he was never showing interest in a relationship with me. What am I doing to myself? Yeah, sounds like she's got some feelings there. And, you know, I, I wonder why she didn't uh, step up to the plate before. But, you know, I, this sounds like somebody who is probably a little quiet and maybe a little shy and probably it, it fizzled out. And now she's, you know, her jealousy, again, feelings are information and her feelings are probably telling her that there there's something there. You know, the competitiveness, these are all forms of jealousy, which I think the root of the jealousy are is probably some real feelings for her best friend so you think that it's you think that situations like this can really bring out feelings in people that they may not have been as uh, cognitive of beforehand i i think for people who are really shy who are scared yeah i think i think I think if people are really scared in those situations, yeah. Or like people that just like sit on things a lot yeah, in she, life and she have a lot told of regrets, right? Like that they normally yes. never put their foot to the pedal. Yes. They never, you know, they're always like sitting back. In, in a those situation situations, like this can wake them up. In those situations, I, I do believe that yes, yes. A flame under their ass. A flame yes. under their ass. And a lot but of she people, hasn't told him yet. She's just telling us. <laughs> friendships they always say like oh i didn't want to ruin the friendship until then i realized that i couldn't live without so you dumb ruin a friendship I, I really do love julia roberts and my best friend's wedding yeah um, I, I really yeah. was rooting for julia not me too How, when are you not What's rooting for julia though in no any i know that's i know She's that's so sweet. stunning it's really the only chick flick where you're like i don't think that ended correctly yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted her to end up with what's, what was his name? No, the breakup Dermot too. Maroney. Yeah, thank yeah. you. What was his name yeah. in there? Oh man, I want to say Eric. Michael. 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 Oh, I knew you're Michael. Doctor Mike, this was so so amazing. How so do you many, guys feel? Like, so I have so many things I'm gonna like put down and put in a frame. You know, isn't he the best? <laughs> yeah. He's a national treasure. Guys, remember, feelings are information, but they're not facts. And Lauren, repeat that nice quote. Don't take crumbs when you deserve a cake. (laughs) (laughs) And feelings aren't facts, everyone. All right? That's going to be the description in this podcast. Where can we find you? And I know you have several books, but your most recent book is out. And it's a New York Times bestseller. You guys should all definitely pick it up. My last one was, and hopefully uh, this this one one is going to be my next, my second, this is my fourth book. Hopefully it'll be my second New York Times bestseller. This book is Heal Your Drained Brain, Naturally Relieve Anxiety. 
combat insomnia and balance your brain in just 14 days. So, you know, a lot of people actually, if, if you have relationship issues, obviously it causes a lot of anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Great. natural strategies in my book can help people dealing with relationship. I think a lot of young people, um, whether you're in your 20s or are older, are dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety these days um, at younger and younger ages. Teenagers, we're seeing it a lot. So. Thanks to Instagram and the yep. snaps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can find me at uh, drmikedow.com. I'm at uh, all social media channels at drmikedow. And that's spelled Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R um, on, on Twitter, Twitter only. Yeah, and Twitter then only. on Instagram and Facebook, just D-R-M-I-K-E-D-O-W, and that's my website And also. where can we get your book, Heal Your Dream Brain? It's in all major bookstores now, Amazon, wherever oh, books are sold. So. Wherever so. books are sold. Go into Barnes and Noble and take a picture with your mini Dr. Mike, aka yes, the please. Bus. All right, we Send love you me. guys. Thanks so Thank much you. for tuning in. Thank you. Follow Bye. me and Lauren on Instagram. Hey, me too. Lauren AI. I really need it. Follow and watch me on The Bachelor Winter Games Tuesday and Thursday this week. Yeah, guys, it's going to get juicy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.